So, Hannah, we watch a lot of movies on this podcast. Yes. Have you by chance heard of the app, or it may also be a website known as Letterbox? No. Okay, so Letterbox is basically an app that you can track movies that you've watched. So you can record any movies that you've seen, you can rate them, you can write a review, and you can have friends, you can see your friends' rankings and movies they've watched. Hannah, let me tell you, I am obsessed with this. I have a coworker who was like, hey, you should get one of these, and then like got everyone we know to get one. And I, I told him, I was like, if I get this, I am going to be obsessed. Like, I have to be ready to commit because, you know, I can't half-ass anything. That's true. How many movies do you think I've recorded, Hannah? Wait, um, what do you mean by recorded? You can log any movie that you have watched. Oh, like at any point in your life. So I have, I've gone through in every movie that I can remember watching. I've said that I've watched it. I'm going to um, say 300. I have recorded 1,019 oh movies. God. <laughs> Over a thousand, Hannah. Hannah. I would believe it. Yeah, I went through all the recesses of my memories, you know, for any movie. And Hannah, they've got wild shit. You remember Scamper the Penguin? Yes. That's on there. You remember those Ronald McDonald VHS tapes we had? Those are on there, Hannah. You can record those. And so I've actually written a few reviews, and I'd like to share one that I wrote, a favorite of the podcast. And actually, I'd like to proposition that we create a letterbox for our podcast. Okay. For movies that we've seen, so we can actually, like, record and, like, rate them and stuff like that, because I thought that might be fun. Um, Yeah, it'd be fun to, like... All the stuff we've done, and then if people, like, listening want to... If they have Letterbox and they want to look at it or yeah. whatever, that'd be cool. Then they can see all of our stuff, and it's just a podcast account where we can just add solely, like, movies that we have seen through this podcast. I'd okay. like you to tell me what, what movie you think this is for. Okay. <clears throat> if this is your favorite Pixar film, please send a detailed response of why to r3podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, avoid this film at all costs. I gave it a rating of half a star. It's got to be Cars 2. It is Cars 2. It's Cars 2. I advertised for us for Cars 2. <laughs> nice. Hannah, some of these reviews people write are wild. Yeah. Like, like, I am living for some of these reviews. They bring me so much joy. Because some people take it super seriously. And some people are, like, just in it for the memes. Yes. Like, I have a review that just says, eh. <laughs> eh. Just eh. Just eh. Yeah, that'd be fun to do. I think that's yeah. a good idea. But anyways. Nice. Uh, yeah. But it's fun because it, like, it shows you, like, what are the po- most popular movies that people are reacting to. Like, what right. are what are people, like, giving ratings and having watched. Or you can also make a watch list. So mm-hmm. you can, like, put movies on a list that, like, hey, I'd like to watch this at some point. Right. Because I know you don't really get as obsessive about that kind of stuff as I as I tend to no, do. No, I don't. But yeah. I find it I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. Definitely, I just haven't heard about it to, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'd be interesting to do it because there's quite a few movies we have done and are going to continue to do. And yeah, I think it'd be interesting also to like put our ratings and and you can can, can also create specific lists. 
Okay. So we could create like a Pixar list and we like can in create Fast and Furious. a Fast and the Furious list. Yeah. So that way we can also separate them out into different categories too, if we'd like to right. as well. Okay. Yeah. I think um, that's a good idea. But yeah. Just wanted to talk about that for a bit. Letterbox, if you'd like to sponsor us. Yeah. We'll take a sponsorship. <laughs> We're always out here looking for a sponsor. We're always hustling. research rank repeat i am co-host Alyssa. i'm co-host hannah and now today is maybe our most unhinged episode we've ever made for a multitude of reasons reason one being that this episode was planned to release in i want to say august yes (laughs) is when we initially planned to release this episode Um, And as you know, we took an incredibly long, drawn-out hiatus, so it never came out. Hannah had done all of the work. Hannah had watched everything that we needed to watch. She had done all our background, all our research. And I was the slacker. And then we pushed this episode back, like, eight months. So here we are. (laughs) It's March. We decided, you know what? We already had done most of the work anyway. Why not pull through and actually release it now that's phase one of unhinged phase two is that hannah did not rewatch any of these pilots or sorry excuse me they're not pilots finales finales to prepare for this so hannah has seen all the finales but she does not have a very like fresh memory so we're gonna go with what we've got I also did not rewatch two of the finales that I had seen independently from this podcast. So I did watch them back in the summer. Right. Um, And then phase three is that we took a concept of something we've already done. We really enjoy doing the pilots for TV shows. We've done ABC Family. We've done Superhero. We've done British Television. But we were like, hey, what if we did that, but instead of watching a pilot, what if we just watched solely the finale with no context and see what happens? That's what we did. Yeah. We took four of what are considered the best finales and four of what are considered the worst finales. Worst are controversial. Right. Yeah. I'm going off of notes that I wrote months ago, so... It'll be a, a various amount of knowledge for the shows that we have. Right. I will say I have seen two of these finales. Um, two of these shows I watched all the way through. I've seen from start to end. There yeah. are a few shows that I'm familiar with. Um, some more than others where I've seen right. episodes, where I've seen seasons, but I never got to the end of the show. Hannah, did you... You had one show that you've watched all of, right? No. Oh, you know, okay. I've never finished the one show you're thinking of. All right. I knew Um, you got further. You got further than I did. I knew about the finale. Like, I knew about a lot of it just because I had heard about it. Um, I hadn't actually seen any of these finales. Okay, so you're coming in fully blind. Yeah, but I think it's, I just want to say, I think it's so interesting because when we do the pilot, 
one's everyone's on even playing field because it's meant to be an introduction to a show. Right. So you don't need any prior context. When you do these finales, some of them I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know who anyone is. I'm so lost. The chaos, Hannah. Yeah. Now, some of these shows with no knowledge or very little knowledge, I could still follow. I could understand what's going on. But there was, and we'll get to it, one particular show that I just was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, what is this? I think it's probably the same show. I was so lost. I was like, I don't understand anything that's happening. Right. And we tried to do different types of shows. We tried to do different decades. And we just picked these from a list. I think it was like 20 to 30 shows that were like had considerably the best and worst right. finales. And we just chose, you know, four of each that we thought would be good. A good mix of different things. Of I think we should just jump into it and see what happens. Okay. Now, do you think it's better to start with the best or to start with the worst? Because I think we should probably keep them in separate. Chunks. Yeah. Let's start with worst. Okay. Let's go alphabetical. Okay, so that would be Bones. Now, Bones is a show that I really liked when I was in high school. I actually, um, do I have them here? I had the first two seasons on DVD. Loved it. Watched those. I think I looked, and I think I had watched up through season six, or maybe just into seven, and then I pretty much dropped the show, and I never picked it back up. So I have quite a bit of knowledge of the show, and I've seen, I think it's, um, it went for 12 seasons, so I got about half of the show's worth. So a pretty significant chunk of the show I've seen. Hannah, I know you've seen some Bones, all I've seen are episodes when you watched. Like when you were at home and you would watch it on TV, I would sit down with you sometimes and watch it. So I knew, I know the main characters. I know like basically what their roles are in the show and I know some of the relationships. But honestly, I didn't have much knowledge about what happened. I knew more the early on seasons like you said that you watched. So it it did help, I will say, knowing the characters already. Yeah. And kind of knowing some of the past storylines, I think, helped me with this one. Right. Um, where I wasn't as confused as I was with some of the other shows. So Bones is an American crime procedural comedy drama that was set on Fox. It ran from 2005 to 2017. It ran for 12 seasons with a total of 246 episodes, which I think is probably the second most of the finales that we're watching today. We'll get to that show later. The general like synopsis of the show is that it's a forensic anthropology or forensic anthropologist named Temperance Brennan is working with the FBI and specifically Agent Seely Booth to solve crimes. And of course, there's sexual tension as always, you know. And they had really good chemistry, the two leads, which is why it ran for so long. It was very much like an X-Files situation. The um, show is loosely based on author Kathy Rikes, I believe is how her name is pronounced. She's an, she is an author and an anthropologist in real life. And the character in her book is called Temperance Brennan. Funnily enough, on the show, so Temperance Brennan is also a forensic anthropologist and writes like crime novels. And so the character in her book is the name of the author. So they just kind of did a little funny swap, like the characters in her book are named Kathy to, you know, to give um, homage to the author. It is 
created in a way to try to differentiate from other procedural crime dramas that were very popular at the time, like Law and Order, SVU, CSIs, you know, stuff like that, using more dark humor and more focus on character development. So season one had 8.9 million views, viewers. It was rated 60th, the 60th like most popular show. It had a high point of season six having 11 point 11.57 million viewers so it went like up almost three to four million total in its entire run and actually its lowest was season 12 with a total of 5.54 million at the time it ran it ranked first in the 18 to 49 age demographic on the tuesday night 8 p.m slot so it was the most watched show at that time on that day the final episode had 4.35 million views. Season 12 as a whole had a 7.7 .7 out of 10 and a 39, or a, sorry, not a 39, a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the show in total received two Emmy nominations and it had two People's Choice Awards nominations of note among many other awards. And the show as a whole has a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. So I have my summary for the finale. As always, we have written our own summaries. I'll be really interested to hear yours, Hannah, having that you wrote those, you know, know, months ago. I also haven't read them because yeah, I thought it'd be more fun just to yeah, read them live I, I and think figure it, it out. Fun. Yeah. All right, so here's my summary for the finale. Previously on Bones, a murderer with a vendetta against Booth and Bones blew up the lab where everything inside was destroyed except the people. Time is running out to find the location of Kovac, who is married to his sister? As Brennan... Oh, what does that say? I can't read my own writing. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't write my own handwriting. As Brennan deals with a, with a head injury, she can't remember how to identify bones, and if she can't remember how to identify bones, what will her identity be? And I, if you can tell, I repeated myself because I was like I had an head injury. <laughs> yeah. It certainly wasn't accidental. Yeah. Um. I can see why this is considered a bad finale. It feels very much not focused on it being a finale and more like wrapping up the mm -hmm. like season crime because I believe the this guy who's like, he's an overarching serial killer villain from, I think, right. multiple seasons towards the end. I don't remember this person when I was watching the show. So I can't speak much of, like, how long this character has been around for. But there's some ridiculous things. Like, well, one, just everything with the lab. Like, oh my god, we all blew up. Bones has got a head injury and she can't solve the crime because she can't retain information. Like I had so many thoughts. I don't remember Hodgins being in a wheelchair. When did he get paralyzed? I know. So at some point yeah. he must have gotten paralyzed or something happened to him. I can't remember if Sweets died, the psychiatrist who was on the show for a long time. I honestly think, I think he died, but I don't remember. And then you get to the part where they're tracking down the guy at this, like, farm. And Booth, like, breaks his- he, like, dislocates his hand. Yeah. And then Brennan, like, fixes it. And then Booth just shoots the guy straight into his forehead. A kill shot. 
the car drives off a cliff and explodes, sets on fire, and then it's like, all right, it's over. We're good. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, let's pack up everything. Let's do our little finale closing thing, which was very nostalgic because a lot of that stuff was throwbacks to things that, and like from early seasons. So that was really nice. I really liked that like end bit. I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes were nice. But I think as a finale, I don't think it does a good job of like making the show feel done. I think that's something it lacks, I would say. Being as that I've watched the show before, and if like the only thing I actively really liked was the stuff that's very nostalgic, I right. feel like that's maybe not a great indicator of a finale. Right. Yeah, I feel like it felt very low stakes because everything ended up being okay. Like Brennan gets her memory back. Like everything just ended up working out. And so it felt like setting up a lot of stuff for no reason. I feel like it was just a lot of like Brennan being in denial about her memory. It felt very slow at parts. Yeah. The whole farm scene was insane. Um, Yeah. And honestly, for someone who's like not very invested in the show or the characters I was just kind of like okay it just feels like watching an episode of CSI Miami I agree it didn't really feel like a finale until like maybe the last like three minutes yeah so I don't know do I think it's horrible no I just don't think it's good like a good end for the show one of the things we're doing with these finales which I'm gonna be totally honest I don't remember what I wrote a note saying I don't remember what this means Okay. You said, was it worth it or was like... So basically, is the finale worth the watch? Right. Okay. If you had been a fan of the show, do, do you, you think, think the finale, finale yes, would have been, worth, been worth the like, watch? Yes, that's what I... Watching the end of the show. And yeah. I said for that, I think like maybe if you were a giant fan and you wanted to see like the characters' storylines wrapped up. Yes. That's what I said. I said, yeah, for the nostalgia, but not for much besides that. Right. Like, otherwise, right. it's not really going to be, like, a right amazing thing to witness. Yeah. But, yeah, that was pretty much my thoughts that I can remember about it, okay. was that it it kind of didn't really feel like a finale until right at the end. So which I didn't kinda, think it was horrible. Like, yeah. I thought fine. it was, like, interesting, but... I was like, it's just, it's just okay. It's like, the show is known for being incredibly, like over the top and like people being kidnapped and people being shot and people uh, getting blown up like that happens early on and I had just I think I stopped watching it because it just got like too much you know like too over the top so we I think we had favorite like character scene quote line which you could kind of pick and choose from there at least that's how I did it we also too like I don't I didn't think I did this for every episode but we had like if there was like a finale like emotional shocking like a surprise shock yeah a moment yeah um I didn't pick all that but I had a line I think I thought this was funny I don't (laughs) really remember but it was Hodgkins Hodgins Hodgins yeah Hodgins (laughs) Hotchkins is a character from something else. Yeah, that's also a lymphoma. That's like a type of cancer. Hodgkins lymphoma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hodgins. (laughs) Hodgins. Hodgins. Yeah. Hodgins says Angela. I'm a known paranoid conspiracy theorist, which he is. He's certainly. I just. I think I thought that was funny when he said that. Yeah, I really like. So, like, one of the running things in um, the early seasons is King of the Lab. 
which is like a thing between him and um, Zach, who is like an intern, very prominent and early in the show. Apparently he came back in the final season, but not this episode. And I was like, you really going to make me try to find the episode he shows up? It was traumatic for me, Hannah, his departure. Spoilers. He joins forces with a cannibal cult. And it was really upsetting. I would imagine Basically went to, I think he was deemed like unfit for prison. So he went to like an asylum um, or a mental institution because he like burned his hands to all shit basically anyway it was really traumatic for me i hated it but anyway so i liked that line i liked that throwback to king of the lab is basically what i did also because hannah did you know that i once saw the actor who plays hodgins at epcot i think i remember you telling me that i was in a store in epcot and i looked up and i just was like that's hodgins (laughs) And he looked like he did not want it. Like, he was being very discreet, like, wearing a baseball right. hat and, like, was not trying to draw attention to himself. So I did not say anything to him. Right. But I really wanted to say King in the Lab as I was an 18-year-old. But I didn't because I was like, I think he, I would like to respect his privacy because he doesn't seem like he's, like, in a... Wants to be seen. Yes. Yes. Anyway, but I saw him. Just like to point nice. that out. I picked for, like, emotional moment. I didn't know about all the nostalgia, but I thought the scene where they were, like, all cleaning out their offices, like, with the music, it seemed like it had, like, significance. So I was like, this seems emotional for me, and I've never seen the show. Yeah, I picked that as well for someone who has seen it. And so I didn't know everything that they showed, but, like, for instance, Vincent Nigel Murray was an intern, and he was shot and killed, and it was very sad. That's about where I left the show was around that time. It mm-hmm. was really upsetting. So, like, they had, like, that mem- in, like, memory of him. And they had, like, a photo of him and Zach. Like, they had to celebrate Christmas in the lab one time and, like, make each other gifts. So, there's, like, a photo from that. And there was her, like, the necklace, like, the dolphin necklace she puts in her pocket. That was her mom's that, like, her mom gave her when she was a child. So, like, throwing back to, like, season one, season two. Uh, so I, I liked that as well. I thought that was really nice. Because um, yeah. pretty all of those characters, those main five, have been in the show since um, season one. And then um, Cam joined in season two. So they've all pretty much were around the entire show. As well as the interns. All of the interns were featured throughout the run of the show. Yeah. Carl! Wow! I have a cat. Carl Dean. Carl Dean. I think my favorite character was Hodgins. Mm-hmm. I just felt like he like kept things real and was supportive um, yeah. throughout the episode. Either the him or I said Booth for a tie. Yeah, I picked Booth because I thought like his role in the family was probably the most like impactful. I didn't really love Brennan's like memory issue plot. I thought it was kind of silly, just in general. So I liked Booth. I you know Booth is good. So all right, all right. Um, so next is next Dexter then? Yes. All right. Dexter. So background. I have seen all of Dexter. Actually, fan and guest of the podcast, Audrey, and I, our freshman year of college, we watched the entirety of Dexter. We started with season one and we actually watched this finale on the day we moved out of the dorms. So it's very impactful. Like, I have a memory associated with seeing this finale for the first time. I watched this for the first time in 2014. So it had been roughly, you know, almost 10 years since I had seen it. I've seen it all. What about you, Hannah? 
I refused to watch the show because I, I watched the first episode and I was afraid and I couldn't sleep. So I decided not to watch it. You um, would not, like, I don't think you would enjoy the show, Hannah. I did hear a lot about the show from you, including your displeasure with the finale. <laughs> yes. So I knew going into it that there was not a liked finale. Wild. Yes. Dexter is an American crime drama set on Showtime that ran from 2006 to 2013. It ran for eight seasons with 96 episodes. And actually, as an update, in 2021, they released a 10-episode limited series to serve as the finale of the show. Almost as if the general discourse around the finale was bad. The show itself is based on a novel called Darkly Dreaming Dexter. And it is a show based in Miami about a forensic technician who works with the police department and kills serial killers and other bad people is essentially the general theme of the show. And there's usually a, every season has like a set new like serial killer. Like season one is the ice truck killer. I think season four is the Trinity killer. So seasons one through four had universal acclaim, critical acclaim, but that dropped later as the seasons progressed. The show itself won two Golden Globes for um, the actor Michael C. Hall, who plays Dexter, as well as John Lithgow, who played um, a character in one season. They also received 24 Emmy nominations and 10 Golden Globe nominations. The season four finale in 2009 had 2.6 million watchers, which was the most watched episode on, like, most watched original series on Showtime. The season eight premiere had 3 million watching, and the finale had 2.8 million people watching it at the time it premiered. Um, So season eight as a whole has a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 5.4 out of 10. The finale itself has a 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb. IMBD. IMDb. IMDb. I don't know why I can't get a D. You always do. I just like can't put them in the right spot in my brain. In controversial stuff, um, multiple real life killers have said that they were inspired from watching Dexter, which is kind of gross and unfortunate when you think about it where people are like i did this because i saw it on dexter or like people being obsessed with dexter which is not great you know not, not at all dexter's not a good person you know you really shouldn't be inspired by him um right. just saying i quote i found about the finale itself someone described it as quote sloppy sloggy and a cop out so, notes about that. Um, another thing to note is that the original showrunner left the show after season five, I believe, and was replaced by various showrunners, which is why I think they created this miniseries where the original showrunner actually came back and directed and created this, like, 10-episode miniseries finale, which I actually have not seen the new one. I'm planning to. I just never got around to it during COVID because I was like, I'm, I can't watch this. This is too depressing to watch. 
if it's bad, I'm just going to be disappointed. So I'm like, let me hold off. Um, I think that one has better res- critical response and like audience response than this finale does. Okay, that's good. Basically, the the finale was incredibly polarizing. Critics were mixed on it and audiences really hated it. All right, now it's time for my summary. <clears throat> Dexter is against the clock for being a serial killer trying to flee the country with his son and maybe girlfriend. I honestly can't remember if she's his girlfriend or friend or whatnot. I just wrote a bunch of question marks. His sister got shot and a hurricane is coming. Instead of, you know, like being a parent, he decides to send his son with someone else, his maybe girlfriend, maybe friend, boat out into a hurricane to fake his death and... Give his sister a Viking send-off funeral. All to become a lumberjack in Oregon for reasons. Unhinged, Hannah. This finale is described as being completely different from the rest of the show, which I think is really interesting, being that you most of your knowledge is just from watching this. And I'd like to hear your thoughts first, having no, like real background about the show in a general sense. I have already had thoughts for 10 years or whatever. Right. My first note before I even started the show, I said, I know about this finale because of Alyssa complaining about this finale. I believe he rides away on a boat, question mark. I mean, you're technically not wrong. I did not expect that. I was really confused about the whole Hannah situation as well. I was like, who is this random woman that he's sending his son away with? His sister was brain dead, and the fact that he grabs his sister, his dead sister, also with Bernie's her. Can I also say that there was a, somewhat of a plot that, like, she was in love with him? So they're, like, adopted okay. siblings. They're not, like, okay. relate. But okay. they grew up as siblings. So, right. like, Dexter was adopted. So it's, like, the Fosters. Yeah, yeah but so... It wasn't fine when I was watching it. I wasn't, it was not thrilled about them being a potential like her being interested in him given, let me tell you why this is messed up, Hannah. So those two actors were actually married in real life. They got together during the run of the show, got married, and then they got divorced. And they created this plot where Deborah was interested in like had feelings for Dexter after they had broken up, but still had to work together. And then the showrunner was like, you know what would be great? If you had to pretend to be in love with the guy you just divorced. Yeah. So anyway, they didn't have chemistry. What do you, you know, what a surprise. But they never actually, they never actually got them to a point where they were like, we're in a relationship or anything like that. But there was like the, the potential and I hated it. It was gross. Yeah. um, The last 10 minutes when he grabbed the body, Mm -hmm. I was so confused because I was watching the, the end and I'm like, I know the show got rebooted so he can't die. I, I don't know. The whole thing was just weird. As someone who has never seen the show, minus the first episode, it was just very, like, a lot. I wrote I truly don't know what to say at the end because I didn't. I. It was very similar to, spoiler alert, uh, Veronica Mars when the bus drove off a cliff. Yeah. Where I just kind of sat there. Yeah. And was like, what did I just witness? It was just kind of that. Yeah, so it's... So bizarre because I honestly think seasons one through four 
are like some of the best television, honestly. Like considering they had 24 Emmy nominations, 10 Golden Globe nominations, that is a well done show to have that many nominations. I genuinely really, really liked the show. However, the later we got, it just started to become very weird and the storylines were not good and the characters were not written well. Like they just like got really sloppy. And by the time we got to the last season, it was just like not entertaining. Like he gets a gas station blowjob at one point and it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Like he walks into a, he walks into a gas station I don't, I, I don't know why this is what I remember. I think because it's just so ridiculous. Like he goes into a gas station, some woman, and he's just talking to her. And then all of a sudden he's getting a blowjob in the gas station. And then he just leaves. And then that's the scene. And there's no like story beat to it. Like there's nothing that's really relevant to the plot. Like it'd be different if it was like plot relevant, but it's not. It's just like something that happens. And also it's like the a- aspect that he's not really interested in sex because he's like, that's like not part of his character. Like he just, like in season one, like he is with a woman who has had a really abusive relationship with an ex-husband and she's not like wanting to be physical immediately. And he like wants that because he's like, yeah, I genuinely do not care. Yeah. I'm not interested in sex. So it's not like a part of his character, right? Right. So it was very weird to just randomly throw in these things later on. But I remember I had actually seen something about the finale before I watched it. I think I had read that he like becomes a lumberjack. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, what do you mean he becomes a lumberjack? I like think I actually was reading something online and happened to read that. And then I remember Audrey and I watching this finale And then I'm like, oh my god, he really just leaves his son and becomes a lumberjack. Like, fakes his own death. And is just hanging out in Oregon and then ends there. And it's like, what? It doesn't make any sense, Hannah. Everything about it is just so confusing. I don't know, it's just like it doesn't make any sense. For the end of that show. And it is, like, what highly regarded, like, one of the worst finales of all time. Like, I don't know anybody who likes this finale. Unrelated. I Critics can think whatever they want. But, like, a real-life person, I've never met anybody who's seen this show and actively was like, yeah, it was a really well-done finale. Or, like, I liked the finale. And it's not even, like, it was okay. It's just, like, it doesn't make any sense. It's terrible. Right. So... That's interesting that it doesn't also make sense for someone who's seen the whole show. Because, yeah. like, for me, I was like, maybe it doesn't make sense because I don't know who these characters no, are. I don't know anything. It, but It doesn't make any sense. Right. Is it worth the watch? The answer is no. I wrote not very unsatisfactory because, I mean, Hannah, think about it. They created a 10-episode miniseries to serve as a f- different finale, like, 10 years later. Right. The showrunner was so upset with the way that it ended that he was like, I need to make my own version to rectify this. Like, that should say something. If they want to redo the end of a show because it was so bad, you know, like then, that yeah. that says something about the finale. Yeah. I, I think also I just put uh, not worth the watch because I don't know what I just watched. Which is fair. For like heartwarming surprise, I mean- Driving into a hurricane was pretty shocking, I'm not going to lie. I did genuinely really like the scene, the goodbye scene between Deb and Dexter. Yes. Um, Like, I thought it was really well done, uh, especially because they both were very important characters throughout the show and, like, were genuinely, like, siblings and cared about each other. 
Um, so I did really think that, like, emotionally worked really yes. well. Yeah, I wrote um, that too. So that, the send-off itself, like, I liked that aspect of the finale. Yeah. Character-wise, by the time we got to the end of the show, I, I, like, just going off my memory, I hated pretty much every character. I did really like Angel. He was, like, a favorite of mine when we got to the end of this show where I was, like, everyone fucking sucks. I hate every character. I literally hated every character. I hated Deb. I hated Quinn. I hated Dexter. LaGuerta, even though she's not in this season. The snake LaGuerta. I hated everyone. So, I went with Angel. It's just a character I liked in the finale. I wrote favorite character Hannah question mark because she horse tranked a man. Yeah, you know what? Hannah is fine. Hannah, but I, the problem is I, like, can't really remember a lot about her. Right. I think, like, maybe she was being held captive by a serial killer that Dexter killed, so then she joins him. I think, if I'm remembering correctly. But I'm, like, so rusty on those end. Like, she would have come in, like, season seven, maybe, or season six. But Hannah, I, I, well, I like the actress. I like Yvonne, um, and I can't never pronounce her last name, but I like the actress a lot. She's um, she's also in Handmaid's Tale. But yeah, good old Dexter. Yeah. How fun. We are on How I Met Your Mother? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I've seen the first three seasons, I want to say, two, three seasons. I have never seen the finale. I know a lot about the finale. Because mostly Alyssa told me a lot about it. I would say, out of all these shows, one of the more familiar I was with a show and characters. Yeah, so I have seen this entire show. Um, early on, I we watched it on TV a lot. So I'd seen a bunch of random episodes here and there. And then I did go through and watch the entire show before the final season aired. And also, this is another finale. Actually, the only other finale that I've seen. And I did watch this finale when it premiered. Um, so I was around for the discourse surrounding why people did not like this finale. And I certainly have a lot of thoughts. And I have different feelings than I did when it aired. So. All right. So background on how I met your mother. It started in 2005. It ran till 2014. Ran for nine seasons, 208 episodes. Overall, it has an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb and an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was created by Craig Thomas and Carter Bays. And show over its course was nominated for 91 different awards and ended up receiving 21 of those. Uh, It received positive reviews upon its release, but reception became more mixed as the seasons and series went on. The show is loosely inspired on the two creators' lives in New York, um, so loosely inspired on their experiences, everything like that. Finale of the show received a largely negative reaction from critics and fans. Some complained that the last few seasons built towards an endgame that was then discarded in the finale. Um, others defended that it was true to both the initial concept of the show and life itself. So kind of like a mix, people went like different ways on how they felt about it. In the years since the finale came out, it continues to be described as one of the worst or most polarizing TV series finales of all time. But despite that, the finale is the series' highest viewed episode. It had 13.1 million viewers. 
Um, and the last season was actually the highest watched season of the series, which I found interesting because a lot of times the viewership goes down in shows or it remains like steady. The finale was directed by Pamela Fryman called Last Forever and it aired on March 31st, 2014. I have a summary and this summary was written months ago and I have not read it since, so be interesting. This, kids, is actually not the story about how I met your mother. Well, I mean, I guess it is. The show wraps up with a two-part finale with more time jumps than that one Lifetime Christmas movie we watched. We live what, through lifetime the Lifetime li- Christmas movie to be watched with all the time jumps? The one with the guy and girl who were friends as kids, and then... <gasps> the tree one. Yes. Yes, okay. And there was yep. like 20 time jumps. Okay, you're right. I, I'm there. I remember. Uh, we live through the lives of the gang... With a lot of random scenes and moments, but I guess everything comes together in the end as Ted finally finishes telling the kids the story of how he met their mother. Let's not forget, let's, wait, let's not forget Daddy Neil Patrick Harris and Marshall's never-ending job changes and just a bunch of Lily crying with no other storyline. Yeah, so I would love to hear your thoughts first. I thought... I was slightly lost, but I think I knew enough about the characters to be able to keep up with what was going on. Um, in in a way, I found myself engaged because I was so focused on like, okay, what's happening here? What's happening here? But like I said, there was like a million time changes and I think there were just too many and I literally was having such a hard time being like, where are we at now? Where are we at? Um, it was just a lot. And I think... I don't know a lot, I guess, of the end game, Ted, Robin, the whole concept. Like, I don't know a lot about that. I know the early on what happened and stuff like that, but I know that was like a big issue people had with the finale. I guess in that sense, I don't really know what the big issue is because I'm not sure what the end game was supposed to be. I knew who the mother was like that was something I knew because I had you guys told me or I saw it online or something like that so that wasn't like a surprise but I just felt like it was a bit jarring with so much happening and I don't necessarily feel like all the storylines at least of the characters I knew were like wrapped up all that well okay so Do you remember, is there a scene with him and the mom at a train station? Yes. Okay, great. So that happens in the finale. Yes. So here's what I think is really interesting. This show is on a relatively normal time frame every season, right? The final season takes place over one weekend. The whole season is at the Barney and Robin's wedding. So you spend the entire season building up to them getting married, mm-hmm. Ted meeting the mom. She, I think, was a musician at the wedding. Or yeah, she was, she was playing in the band. Yes. yes. Them meeting. And then this finale is like a super jump cut through time. And the mom dies. So basically what it comes to is that he's telling them the story about how he met their mom because she has died of I presumably cancer or some illness. I can't really remember. And so this is where the controversy is. 
Because what you have, Hannah, is you have the creators of the show filming the end, presumably somewhere between season one and two. So they had planned this end at the beginning of the show. And they had filmed a scene with the kids. Early on in seasons one and two, you actually see the kids, like them physically. And so clearly this was something that was filmed where they're like, you should totally get with Robin. Like Robin is who you should be with now that mom's dead. Like go be with Robin. And I think what's very interesting is that people were pissed, Hannah. People were so mad that they're like, you spent this entire show, this entire time building up to him meeting their mother, meeting the love of his life, for you to basically get no time with her, except for the last season, and it's very limited at that, introduce them together, kill her off, and then be like, you know what? You really should be with Robin. It's a really bold concept to have your show filmed, something filmed for the finale like nine years before it airs. Because, you know, I don't think they knew how long it was going to go for. While that it's really bold to do that, I think the problem and what a lot of people had issue with is that the show was very different from when it started to where it ended up. Because you get this like on and off again, um, Ted and Robin relationship that eventually turns into Barney and Robin. Like they are together and you spend a whole season building up to them getting married to then immediately getting divorced. So they like get divorced and then Barney goes back to his ways. He's like, he had had changed a bunch and then it's like, oh, he's back to being a womanizer and hooking up with young women and now he has a daughter and Marshall and Lily are just kind of doing their thing. And it just like was very like depressing. I don't think it's the worst finale I've ever seen because I have Dexter. I can see the issues. I don't think it it works. I think they should have reconsidered using that end with it being a completely different show from what it started as. Because I genuinely don't know if they wanted Barney and Robin to end up together when they filmed that. The actual show, like on I think the DVD or something, they have an alternative ending to the show that cuts the part where he goes back like with the kids and him meeting Robin. Like they just get rid of that and they just have like a montage of him with the mom kind of deal. And that's how it ends. So, but the problem is just the execution was not done well. And especially for your audience. Like I remember Hannah because it's weird. The two finales of these shows that I've seen, I saw within two months of each other. I saw this when it aired in March, and I saw I watched the finale of Dexter be in May when I moved out. So I had this finale first. You're, wa- you're reading things online about how horrible it is. People were f- people hated it, Hannah. Nobody liked this finale. And then I go and watch Dexter, and I'm like, this is what is happening. These shows that ran yep. for this long, both having just these shit finales that people hate. That's interesting that they had planned this final like so far in advance i agree with you that's an interesting concept but i think the problem with that is it doesn't leave a lot of room to expand and explore new possibilities yeah. because i think you'll see some shows where what they planned for the show for the end like goes so far a different direction just because of like characters chemistry is you're just like what happens and i think if you have a pre-planned finale 
if you decide to go a different direction, then like you said, it like ends up making the finale kind of more complex. Right. So I think that's interesting. And I don't know. I I had a hard time judging it just because I didn't know a lot of what was supposed to happen or what people were wanting and stuff like that. But I did think it was kind of like chaotic with all the time jumps. I thought time jumps certainly can work and I've seen them work and I've seen them in finales work. But I think maybe too many and a lot going on. I think what also was hard for a lot of people, Hannah, is that so the mother gets introduced this season and people loved her. People really liked the the character of the mother and to have that character so well received and then to just immediately be like, oh, by the way, she's dead. I think people took that really hard. Why would you do that? I think people just were unhappy with the way that that again, the execution of how that worked. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, the worth watching part. I was like, if I was a fan, would I think it was worth watching? And I was like, based on people's responses, probably not. I think it's hard. Because I think the finale is worth watching. But it's really, it's those last, like, three minutes. That's what really kills the finale. It's going to leave a sour taste in your mouth. Right. Yeah. I said my favorite character was Robin. I've always liked Robin's character, and I felt like in the finale, I just felt like her character was someone you could, like, empathize with, and especially, like, the whole her and Barney, like, storyline. Like, I felt like it was interesting to me. So I picked her. I tried to focus specifically, because I had favorite characters from watching the show early on, but I was trying to focus just on the episode. Yeah. I picked the mother, because I really liked her in the finale. Yeah, I liked the, um scene at the train station yeah that one you talked about really good yeah Yeah, i really enjoyed that that scene um i think that that scene i really liked i just like the chemistry between the two Mm -hmm. of them yeah ted and i i can't remember what her her name is i'm blanking like the mother's name yeah i don't can't remember it down yeah but yeah i I felt like i felt like i liked that scene um and i didn't put like a emotional shocking Whatever moment, just because I, I guess like the obviously like the fact that she dies, yeah, is like yeah, you know. yeah. I did that like kind of end montage like before the Robin stuff. I right. thought it was well done. Yeah, and the train station scene. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right, Hannah. All right, are you ready? Next, we get into the hundred. I looked it up. It's pronounced the hundred, not the, hundred. the 100. It's okay, the hundred. The hundred. Okay. The hundred. I was, I was wondering about yes. that. Okay. My only knowledge of this show was because of Klexa, which was a um, like female-female romance throughout the show, and they end up killing one of the characters off. And I know people are really outraged about the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So basically was all it, my knowledge- Was it like a queer baiting thing or- Yes, because okay. people thought- they put this couple in and then they kill off one of the characters. Okay. So I think I've ranted to you about it before. I have heard point. about the show from two people. Right. Yeah. So all my knowledge of the show was from Klaxa specifically, the okay. knowledge of that. And I've watched videos of YouTubers like explaining why they like queer yeah. baiting, basically stuff like that. I have never seen this show. Okay. Um, and you know what? Now I take that back. I think I watched the pilot okay. years ago, but I knew very little about this show. Yeah, so I have also never seen this show. I had a friend in college who watched it, 
And so I had heard a few things, like the basic general, like what the show is about and probably something about characters. And then I think you've mentioned things about like queer baiting related stuff because we've talked about that with other shows before. And I had a, I think I had a coworker who also watched the show. So I think I had heard a few things here and there. So like more like general passing comments where I wouldn't know any of the characters' names. I wouldn't be able to tell you much about the show. All right, I'm going to do some background. Um, So this show aired on The CW. It started in 2014 and ran until 2020. It was seven seasons, um, 100 episodes total. Oh, interesting. I know, I think they probably planned that. Yeah. Like, if they could get to that many seasons, I think they planned to end on 100. That makes sense. Anyways, uh, overall, it has a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb and a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was developed by Jason Rothenberg, and it was loosely based on a young adult novel series of the same name by Cass Morgan. David J. Peterson, who created the uh, Darth... Dothraki? Oh, Dothraki, yeah. And uh, Valerian for Game of Thrones developed the language for this show that they use. Yeah, he also did the language for the that one witch show we watched. The, what was it? The, oh, the, uh, the Coven. Fort, Motherhood Fort, Fort Salem. Motherhood Fort Salem. So in 2016, Rolling Stone ranked this show uh, 36 on its list of the 40 best shows, the 40 best science fiction shows of all time. Sorry, I okay. couldn't read my writing. Um, like I said, there was controversy controversy surrounding the death of Lexa, who was the show's sole lesbian character. A lot of people say this was what is known as, like, barrier gaze. Oh, yes, barrier gaze. For some reason, my brain was like, kill your gaze, and I'm like, that's not the right phrase. <laughs> kill your gaze. Yeah. I was like, that's not the um, right phrase. Basically, yeah. which there is a LGBTQ character who is killed off, or that those characters tend to be killed off more often than others, yeah. especially since her death scene was immediately after she had sex with another female character, like, right after so you have sex you're going straight to hell going to hell (laughs) okay so the finale was titled the last war it aired september 30th 2020 it had 0.61 million views and it was written and directed by jason uh rothenberg who was the director or the developer i have a summary game of thrones meets hunger games meets i truly don't know This finale is a prime example of why you don't watch a finale to a show you have never seen. Nothing makes sense. I think humans are trying to ascend to eternal life, but truthfully, I have no idea. But good old Bono makes an appearance with his voice to wrap up this show. I don't even remember what that's about because I don't remember. Uh, They play a U2 song uh, at the very end of the show. Beautiful day. Uh, no, it was a different one. I genuinely can't tell you which song it was, but they did play a a U2 song. Um, I, so I actually watched this yesterday Mm -hmm. because this is the one show I had left because I was putting it off. What the fuck? Yeah, this is a prime example of why you don't watch a finale of a show you know nothing about because there is, I couldn't follow anything, (laughs) Hannah. There were so many characters. There was so much violence. We start with a this woman flatlining. They're using a, they're do, doing is using a defibrillator on her. She's dying, and then she does kind of die, but then not die. 
they're trying to transcend this old man goes in there to transcend and then Clark this one character shoots him in the head and that was traumatic and then she's judged to be bad but then this other character Raven comes in and is like not yet bitch (laughs) think again (laughs) look at us we are humans are doing fine the main thing I know about the show is like you've got a hundred like younger adults that are like deemed troublemakers or something and they're sent back to earth to live after like a nuclear war that had occurred like i don't know how many hundreds of years prior so basically they're sending them to see if it's safe to live on earth but at some point they become like the only humans at all i guess is what I'm gathering from the end uh, of the finale yeah. that like they're like the last they're of the like humans, the human like they're race. the human yeah. race. So there's like a higher power that will take the form of someone you love, and they deem and judge if you're worthy to transcend to like some form of an afterlife, or you're deemed unworthy and they just kill you all. They kill the entire species, so humanity just fucking dies. So I was really confused, Hannah. There's this character, Clark, right? And she's like this outlier because she killed people and has a daughter, which really confuses me because she doesn't look that old, yet her daughter is probably a teenager. So is there some time, is there some time shenanigans going on? That So that really confused me, but her daughter's like in a coma yeah. So she goes to the afterlife and then doesn't come back because you can apparently come back from transcendence because Clark can't go. So like a group of 10 random people are like, hey, you know what? We're going back. We're going back to Earth. And there's a golden retriever that must have some importance. And Bono was singing. And Bono was singing. And it gave me very much Lost vibes where like the Vincent comes back to hang out with Jack, but this time it's a golden retriever coming to hang out with Clark. I don't know, Hannah. I was so lost. That finale, but I genuinely couldn't tell you if it is or isn't based on the show because I I genuinely had no idea what was going on. Yeah, when it was come down to worth the watch, I was like, I don't know because I don't know what any of this means. It's hard to say if you had seen the show what you would have thought about it, but I know people who had seen the show didn't like it. Yeah, it was very confusing. Do you think we were supposed to hate this old man who got shot in the head? I felt like he was supposed to be like a not liked character for them to just kill him off so easily. Yeah, I was confused by that. And there was like multiple groups at play and it was like who's uh, who's with whose side and... There was like people with tattoos on their faces and then people without tattoos on their faces. The only part that I knew was when Clark went to talk to the god that was... Lexa, who the, the one who had who been died. killed, yeah. so Clexa, whatever. Yeah, but I was really lost. And when they're in that like transcendence like area, the judgment, the green screen is real shit. Real it's CW. Shit. It was a real. I was shit like, it's CW. I, I can see why. Um, there was so much going on. I like couldn't establish what people's relationships were to each other because there were so many characters. I think the problem with this finale is that we just, like with Bones, they gave you like a little previously on. So I could be like, hey, what's the context for this finale? This, they just throw you right the fuck in. 
And it's like, oh, this someone's dying. Um, I don't know who this is, what happened. It's like, just right in. Good luck. This was the first time watching the finales that I thought this was maybe like why you don't just watch a finale of a show. (laughs) And I think too, not just specifically this show, but with a lot of these, Mm -hmm. finales are known for like being like the emotional wrap up because you followed these characters for years and years and years. I don't think we got that with this this finale. And it was hard to tell if we just didn't get it or if because we haven't seen the show. Yeah. But I didn't feel like there was a lot of like emotional wrap up. I was like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. I don't know why, who cares about who, what the relationship is, what the, the, you know, the emotional moments are supposed to be. It's very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't really necessarily write a lot of favorites just because I, I was so confused. I genuinely didn't either. Okay. I, I thought Raven seemed like an interesting yeah, character. I did like Raven. Um, she seemed like she had her shit together. The finale shock, I would say, when the guy got shot in the head. Oh, yeah. That was shocking. I was not expecting and I, that. I wrote that. I think the scene with the god like people reveal yeah. was meant to be like bigger if you had seen the show like some yeah. of those moments felt like if you'd seen the show maybe be more shocking but i was Probably. like okay this is happening yeah um and maybe because it's sci-fi because you have um it's true i think my thought process is with most of these other shows they're grounded in reality right and when you're in a science fiction show that doesn't that exists outside the planes of reality, there's world building that has to happen for you to understand like what are like what is allowed. That's why this does not work <laughs> for for us to understand. So that's a user error on that front. All right. Let's move on to best. Do we do we want to rank our worst now since we just talked about them? Yes, I agree. Okay. All right, um, I can start. Sure. So we're going to rank just the worst, yeah. just the four. I think that my worst of the worst was Dexter. Okay. Simply for the fact that I just thought it was so ridiculous, so insane. And I know I don't have much knowledge of the show, mm-hmm. but it just seemed so absurd and so like, I just didn't, I, everything was just weird to me. Yeah. I tried really hard to just focus on the finale number four i have the 100 i genuinely couldn't follow the finale regardless of whether or not i have knowledge of this world i genuinely did not like i couldn't follow relationships between characters i couldn't i didn't get emotional beats like i didn't feel that like i didn't feel any emotion from these characters and i genuinely felt lost and confused so i put that as last surprisingly which is a real shock to me but here we are no i get that because i put the hundred next um i agree with you i think it was so hard to follow it was so confusing and like even even with no knowledge it didn't feel very emotional at all it just felt very like kind of strange um and it's hard to it's hard because it's partly our fault for just watching these finales with no knowledge but i also think if i'm just looking at that episode it's like i I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. So yeah, number three, I put Dexter, of course. Dexter is a shit finale. Whether you've seen the show or not, it doesn't make any sense. In terms of the story, it's like an episode of a different show. It doesn't feel like the show. Dexter does not feel like Dexter in this finale. He abandons his son to go become a lumberjack in Oregon. 
Yeah. Because for reasons. Um, Just because. And it's shit. So number three it is. Uh, Number two, I went with How I Met Your Mother. I felt like maybe for me the finale wasn't as, like, controversial or disappointing because I didn't have all the extra knowledge. I felt like I had some emotional connections to the characters because I've seen the show before, so I thought, like, that came through. But I think the time jumps was, like, a little bit too much for me. Um, But overall, I didn't, like, hate it. I wasn't like, I I hate this, I don't want to watch it. Um, So number two, I have Bones. And for me, I think Bones, I just don't think they hit the emotional beats that they needed to hit for a finale of the entire show. I think that introducing an amnesia, like, brain issue subplot in the finale feels very full house, which we don't right. need. Because that's <laughs> that it, that's in itself. That yeah. was the finale we also considered was full Which shit. we've seen. Yeah, yes. which, here's the thing. Not knowing it's a finale, would you have ever thought that's how the show no. ended? No. I don't like that they introduced that in the finale. Like, make that a thing in the couple seasons, like the couple last episodes. Make her have a brain injury the last 10 episodes dealing with this. And it's just like setting it up as like, who am I if I can't be the bones, you know, deal with, you know, know the knowledge of the bones. Like, I just, I don't know. And maybe this is, again, some biases for me having seen this show. I just like don't feel like it hit the beats it needed to hit to be a good finale for the show. Yeah. I put Bones as number one, mostly because out of all the finales that are, like, deemed the worst, it was the one that made me feel the most, like, emotions. And I've, I guess I've seen part of the show, but I've seen part of How I Met Your Mother, too. But I felt like, especially that scene when they were cleaning out the offices, like, I was like, oh, I'm actually, like, feeling something about a show that I, like, haven't followed in years. And I also felt like the story, yes, was, like, chaotic and, like, her getting her brain injured at the end, I agree with you. It doesn't feel very, like, low stakes because it just all comes right back. But I think it was structured okay. I just think that it didn't really feel like a finale, but it wasn't bad. I wasn't like, oh, this was horrible. I'm mad I watched this. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, number one I have, surprisingly, I have How I Met Your Mother. It functions the best as a series finale where I feel like a lot of the emotional things work like genuinely all the stuff with the mother and like when she's dying and dies I think that's really well done I do think there is a real problem with the way they decided to like fully end it with like the Robin stuff I think that doesn't really work however I think if I'm looking at this as like this is a finale I think that this is the most cohesive in full of all right. of these four. Yeah. Yeah. So let's what? get into best. So is that Broad, Broad City? Broad City would be best? the first. Okay. Yes. I have heard of the show. I had never seen any of it. I know people who have seen the show, but I've never really talked about it with anyone. But I was aware that people really like the show. Like I was aware it's a comedy. So that was, like, my background going in. Yeah, I was the same. I've never seen it. I've always been meaning to watch it. It's always been on my list of, like, shows I want to watch. I've never gotten to it. Same thing. I've heard people talk about how much they love it. I knew, like, the con- I knew like a little bit of the concept of the show, but I, again, very little knowledge. Yeah. So um, Broad City is an American television sitcom. It was originally based on an independent web series from... Is it Ilana or Lana? I think it's Lana. Lana. Okay. I couldn't read my own writing and I was like, what was her name again? Um, Lana Glazer and Abby Jacobson. 
The web series aired from 2009 to 2011 and was picked up by Comedy Central as a television series that ran from 2014 to 2019. It had um, five seasons with 50 episodes total. So this series is very critically acclaimed. It's really well liked. And um, Amy Poehler became aware of the web series and really liked it. So she like uh, served as like a mentor to the two um, creators of the show and actually was an executive producer of the TV series from the start. So she kind of championed like the show, which right. we support. We love that. Amy Poehler is great. When the show was originally pitched, FX passed on the show because it was, quote, too girly, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. So season one of the show um, has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Season five has a 80 out of 100% on Metacritic and 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for the last season. Um, So Vanity Fair has called this the ninth best show of the decade. Rolling Stones called it the 28th best show of the decade. Um, Many other outlets have rated it as one of the best, like, comedies, one of the best shows of the decade. So it's really, really well received. It had five Critical Choice Award nominations as well. For my summary, as two best friends cope with the inevitable move of Abby to Colorado, all things are going wrong. There's no bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. The toilet gets taken. And there's many bleeped expletives. While they struggle to say goodbye, they know they'll still remain close because Lizzo knows all. Gotta love a little juice in there. I was like, I was like, hell yeah, we're in with Lizzo. That's the way to end a show. Ooh. Honestly. Yeah. I really liked this finale. It's, it was, I laughed a ton. I genuinely. It was funny. For ha- so Abby Jacobson is yes. in um, the the reboot of the, the, League, of the League of Their Own. That's yeah. So I recognized her. I was like, oh, she's in that. And I think she's been in a few other things as well. Hannibal Burris is in the show too, which I was like, oh, it's Hannibal Burris. Hello. I genuinely, having no knowledge of this finale, I could follow it. I felt like I had a really good understanding and grasp of their characters, of their dynamics. They have a scene where they are meeting people that I'm had either relationships with or have known at some point in the past. And I genuinely felt like I could understand a very general concept of what was going on between people. It was really funny. Yeah. Like I really <laughs> enjoyed this finale. Yeah. And I want to watch yeah. the show now. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I, um... I, one thing I wrote as I said, this would be me and you if we couldn't find a breakfast sandwich. Yes. Just running around. I oh think it God. was really funny. I think it worked so well because it was very simple and they just focused really on the two girls and their friendship. And I think that works a lot for us having no knowledge because you get to know the characters really well. I know they also, yeah. I was reading something, they said that they wanted to end, they wanted to end it like at season five because they didn't want to get canceled. Well, one, they didn't want to get canceled, but they also wanted the characters to end on a note that made sense. Like they were like, this makes sense for us. And like, because it was like also loosely based on their lives in New York, like originally and like end the show on a high note. Yeah. And I think it was very like relatable because like it's a like a friendship and like people moving like that happens all the time i felt really relatable it felt like it was a really good mixture of emotions and then humor 
I just like when she had this party and then she'd be like, all right, get the fuck out. Like, it's yeah. time for you to leave. You or when the to toilet go. just disappears yes. and they're yeah. like, how did someone steal yeah. this toilet? Like, yeah, it yeah. was good. I really enjoyed it. And as soon as I finished it, I was like, shit, I want to go watch the pilot. Like, I know. It immediately made me want to watch the show. I like I was, agree. I was pleased like watching it. I was like, yeah. I am enjoying this. Yeah. Like I genuinely. Agree. And it's also because it's like short form. It's like, it was only a 30 minute finale. Right. So it felt, I think, yeah. Um, I think that's also why it makes it easier to follow because yeah. I feel like sitcom type shows like that, it's yeah. like, it's not as like, you have to know the entire story. You can kind of pick up. Right. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed yeah, it. I like, I don't think there's a ton to say because it was... It was, it was pretty straightforward and it was pretty easy to follow. And I was surprised at the amount of bleeps they had. Like, a lot of shows don't do that. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was effective. So I don't know if that's something they do a lot, like in right. the or entire show. Just, yeah. Which I would assume so, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think in terms of like worth the watch, the fact that it made me want to watch the first episode makes me think it people enjoyed it who watched yeah. the whole show. I said yeah. the same. I was like, yeah, I would definitely watch that. I wrote a line. <laughs> I wrote two lines. I wrote one, it says, no bra, it will save time. And yeah. I was like, true. <laughs> true. The other one was, why the fuck would you move to Boulder? Or why the fuck would you go to Boulder? What the fuck is the culture there? Rocks? <laughs> and then she's like, like she's like, legal weed. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And then like scene, I liked the one where they were on the bridge, mm-hmm. the two of them on the bridge where they yeah. were kind of just like talking and it was like a heartfelt moment. Yeah. When she's just telling her friend, Lana, is telling everyone to leave. I liked that. Where right. she's like, it's time for you to go. Like, this yeah. party's over. You need to leave. Right. I liked the variation in the emotional goodbyes. Because I feel yeah. like that's really relevant. Where it's like, you have one, like, really heartfelt goodbye. And then you're like, okay, we've had our goodbye. Now I need to right. sneak out. But then it's like, wait a second. you we Like, we need to have a real goodbye. But, like, right. it's already happened three times. Um, and I thought that was really relatable. I really liked yeah. that. Yeah, I think character, I, both of them, I thought were, I liked like, both of them a I lot. couldn't pick between the two yeah. of them, because I thought just, like, their chemistry, the two of them, was really good. Yeah, I liked yeah. both of them. Yeah. I liked um when Abby kicks the chips oh, yeah. in the deli, and in then, the like, store, leaves yeah. some money, and was like, I'm sorry, that was really disrespectful, I'm leaving yeah. some money. I could see their personalities, and, like, like their who char- they are. Yeah, right. just in the finale itself, yeah. Yeah, and the two actresses, they were on Hot Ones. Um, were they? They were on it together. Okay. I don't know if I've and seen I, that one. I had seen the episode yeah. before I like knew about the show. Right. And their episode's really funny. So I'm like, okay. obviously they have good chemistry. And obviously yeah. they did that, the series on, you know, they had a right. web series. So they've had right. chemistry before. Yes, before it was Which even a show. Which was evident in the show. Right. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I did too. Okay. Um, next would be Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Which right. I had to write my notes on my phone because I wrote, for some reason I wrote on my phone when I did this a long time ago, so okay. I'm just going to pull up my phone. I wrote this note in July 31st. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was watching these shows in July. Okay. I, I think like, it was I think it was supposed August. to be August. Yeah. Um, okay. So Friday Night Lights is a show that I have seen probably three to four seasons of it. I knew about the finale. I know a lot of stuff about the show. Um, I've watched the first couple seasons more than once. And I've also seen like various things throughout later stuff I've seen. So it's a show that I'm very familiar with. Out of all these shows, it's the one that I'm the most familiar with. Okay, so I have also seen some of the show. So Hannah has like a bootleg um like dvd set <laughs> full full set full set of the show but it doesn't seem like it's through the the actual yeah, it was like, like a fake website that sold them um so i i know i've seen the first two seasons 
I think we watched up to three when we watched but it I, together. I think I've maybe seen some of three or maybe the first couple episodes of three, but I definitely have not seen the whole show. I was aware that Michael B. Jordan was in the last season and I like maybe knew one or two things just maybe from you telling me that, but I had never seen the finale before and I, you know, was missing the context of like season three to season five. So I have some knowledge, but not really of the finale specifically. I didn't really know much about the actual end of the show. Yes. So Friday Night Lights uh, started in 2006 and went to 2011. It was five seasons. It has a 8.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was 76 episodes total. It was developed by Peter Berg, and it was inspired by the 1990 nonfiction book by H.G. Bissinger, and there was a 2004 movie adaption of that book. So based off the book, based off the movie, and then obviously the TV show came out two years after the movie. The show had a lot of critical acclaim. It was like very well liked by critics, and it had a very loyal fan base, but it was one of those shows that was always on on the verge of being canceled, even with a loyal fan base. It reminds me of like Veronica Mars in that way. Where, like, the fans really pushed for it, but it always was, like, on the brink of being canceled. Right. And especially with the writer's strike, too. Right. Like, it got hit really hard. Right. This was, uh, I think, season two or three was when the writer's strike happened. Yeah. So it kind of interfered with the show. Like, a lot of, mainly, like, every show that was out right. at that time. Yeah. So it was nominated for and won Emmys, multiple Emmys. The final episode, specifically, has been included on numerous lists for best finales of all time. The finale, titled Always, was written by Jason Cadams and directed by Michael Waxman. It aired on July 15th, 2011. For some reason, I couldn't find any viewer numbers on that episode, so I'm not sure. Summary. I'm ready. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Coach Taylor has one last chance to give a rousing speech to the East Dillon football team as the team prepares for states. We may never know what happened to Jason Street, but Tim Riggins is living his best life out in the cornfields of Texas. There is a surprise proposal and many twists and turns as we get 42 more minutes of the wonder that is Kyle Chandler. Hannah. (sighs) Okay, so this was very surreal for me to watch this. So this whole finale, I was like, who am I going to know? And they like weirdly aged the kids differently after the writer's strike, if you remember right. that. Like, they changed the Yeah, they the changed ages the ages of people. Yeah, so I was like, okay, most of these kids, like, already graduated high school, so they're clearly not playing football. So I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen with that. So imagine my surprise when, well, one, Matt, I'm sorry, I can't remember what their daughter Julie. Julie, Matt and Julie get engaged. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, well, I saw them together, and I was like, oh, it's Matt. And then he was like, will you marry me? And I was like, he's like, when he came to Chicago, I was like, okay, well, he's in Chicago. What's he doing in Chicago? And then they're like, engaged. And I was like, and then Hannah, genuinely, I really loved Tyra. Yeah. And I was so pleased to see that she was doing well and was happy. That was my favorite part of seeing a past character, genuinely, was like, Tyra's in college. She's doing good. She looks good as a brunette. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, this is great. I was like, I really was happy for her. I was surprised to see Tim 
was like, what the fuck are you doing here, Tim? Right. Go to Alaska, I guess. And his brother. I was like, his brother's in the show? I know. His brother was a coach. I was like, what is... I was like, sure, okay. So we did see a lot of the original cast. However, Jason... Who the yeah. fuck knows what happened to Jason him? Jason Street was gone. I think um, Smash. Uh, what was his name? Smash. Smash Williams. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was written off in like season. Okay. When he yeah. went to college, they kind of say, ended his story. He was gone. Line. Landry. Who the fuck yeah. knows what happened with him? Yeah. And um, what was Buddy's daughter named? Who was Jason's Li- girlfriend? Li- Lila. Layla. Lila. 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 She did also yeah. didn't Li- make an appearance. Lila Garrity. Yeah. Lila Garrity. Okay. I think um her and. Jason, I think they wrote their characters' endings in, like, the last season or the season before. Like, they gave okay. them an ending. They got an ending. Okay. That's but they just I... weren't relevant to okay. the last season That's what something. I was wondering. And I also think this show specifically might have had issues with budgets where they couldn't yeah. have all the characters. So they had to, yeah. like, kind of rotate them out. Um, now, did you notice that it seemed like the show was weirdly cropped? Like, really focused on people's faces? I was like, I wondered if there was a Netflix issue, like if there's a weird sizing, like screen sizing issue in Netflix. Because I was like, man, they're really fucking focused in on Kyle Chandler's face right here, like it's yeah, really were. in his face. I know. And, like, I didn't were... know if that was a style choice. Yeah, because or... I'm assuming we both watched it on Netflix. Yeah, um, I watched it on Netflix. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if it was maybe it was filmed like this. But however, Hannah, the real treat is just Tammy and Coach Taylor. <sighs> Their relationship, <sighs> iconic. <sighs> Both of them, when Matt asked Kyle, uh, Kyle Chandler <laughs> yeah. to marry his daughter, it was, was so good, so fantastic. Yeah. The change from laughing to serious, yeah, was uh, I was like I was so invested, yeah. Um, and like in their relationship, and like talking about like sacrifices, and like yeah. I'm not sure what exactly Tammy was going to the college for to move to um to move to the East Coast, but him being like, yeah, it's your turn. Let's let's do what you want to do. Um, it's time for, you know, you two to be the one who we will do things for, make sacrifices for. I, again, their relationship shines. And that was like my favorite part of the show to begin with anyway. I think they have like a very real portrayal of yes. a married couple. I right. think a lot of shows, they do like this like fake version of what it's like to be yeah. married. I feel like their relationship's always been very like real. And like... Yeah shows like that you have to make sacrifices and that like everything's not always going to be perfect but you can still like love each other at the end of the day um one of the things i like about friday night lights is that at least the seasons we watched and it got a little bit whatever but it felt very like realistic and like very like this is how people would react i had a couple seasons missing where i was like okay who are these people i recognize some of the characters that had come in like yeah the the girl that was with tim riggins um okay yeah i had no fucking clue who okay that she was. comes in like yeah. season three I, season four yeah, i was lost on her right and her um like military boyfriend right guy. so i kind of yeah. knew some of the characters okay and um so i was kind of like okay i, I sort of know where this is at i really liked the um also because i had no context the assistant coach or one of the like uh, coaches she was like the oh the student yes uh, the student coach yes um i can't remember the one who was dating was. michael b jordan yes but basically she like wants to be a coach and like and um coach taylor gives her like a recommendation to and you see at the end she's working in like a some school in dallas like she's like a, a coach. college yeah. yeah yeah i agree i think it was interesting i think that i felt pretty satisfied with where the characters that i had seen ended up um especially like 
Tyra and like Tammy and Coach Taylor. Like I felt like, and even like Tim, I felt like, you know, they all kind of got like realistic endings, which was cool to see. I really like the character development they did for Tyra, and I'm glad that they didn't, like, ruin her character because I felt like... I really liked her even though she had issues in the first few seasons, but I was like, I'm really happy that she's doing well. And let's be honest, I just love Kyle Chandler. Yeah, he's great. His eyes are, like, piercing green. They bore into your soul. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. I kept waiting for them to say it, Hannah, and he just wouldn't say it. And then there was the sign at the end, and then he was, like, with his new team, and he was, like, clear eyes, full hearts. Ugh, I got chills. I know. I was, like... <laughs> I got chills. Uh, yeah. It was great. You know, genuinely, I liked for missing most of the final season. I did genuinely like the finale. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was a good send-off yeah. for a lot of those characters. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me a lot of, um, so Jason Kadams, who wrote this episode, he's yeah. the showrunner for Parenthood. I was going to say, I thought yeah. that was the case. And yeah. it reminded right. me very much of the Parenthood finale. Which is where, also like, a well-received. Which is a well-done, yeah. it's kind of a well-received finale. Yeah. Um, I think it's Kind well of flies done. under the radar, the whole show does, but it's well-received. Yeah. I just felt like yeah. it was realistic and it felt good. It, yeah. I, I felt like it was good. It was like, I, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I liked that there wasn't like any extreme shocks you know like sure there's you know the proposal but like they don't get married in the finale you know it's not like they're like oh we're married and also now. too like yeah. um julie's kind of like hesitant hesitant it, yeah which is realistic right you know? yeah i like young that. yeah because right. it's not like she's just like yes and they're like immediately yeah. everything's good right but yeah i enjoyed it yeah so i really ah uh, and tammy's outfits as always yeah i icon. think I think it's worth it. I think, especially someone who's watched a couple seasons, I feel mm-hmm. like I was satisfied with what happened. I think the characters that we got that I right. recognized and was familiar with, I was happy with the way they ended yeah. their character arcs. Um, so I was um, I was happy with it too, and I think it's worth yeah. watching. Oh, and Matt's grandma was still there. <gasps> I know, and I loved his grandma. She and was Buddy, so su- she Buddy was so showed su- up, yeah. and I was like, Matt's oh. grandma was so sweet. Oh, like I, I, love I loved grandma. her in the in the early yeah. seasons. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad she was. But yeah, I think. Um, Favorite character, Tyra. I just love Tyra. Tyra and is, Tammy. I had and a Tammy. I had a tie between Tyra and Tammy. I love both of them so much. Like they're both great characters. Really well written, well done. Favorite scene, I really liked the one with Matt and Coach Taylor with I the proposal. I, I thought, thought it was just it really was funny. Really well done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think favorite emotional moment line was the clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose at the end. Because I, I got like full body chills. Yeah. And I, was like, oh. I really liked it too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the other finales we watched were like this intense final fight or like everything's blown up and we got to solve a case. Like it was very just like, yeah, we're going to States, um, making some career changes. and Yeah, know, which kind yeah. of lines up with the show because the show's always been very like rooted in reality. Yeah. Which I like. Okay, next we have MASH. MASH. All right. Which this was a... Uh... Yeah, we, okay, we so... really did not... Um, <laughs> we did not look into this before no. we watched the show. I guess first I'll say MASH is a show I've seen episodes of. Our dad really likes MASH. Sometimes, you know, he'll have episodes on. I'll sit and watch episodes. I'm familiar with the show. I know the concept. I know some of the characters, but I don't really know a lot of the stories. I've just seen episodes here and there. I am exactly the same where I am familiar with MASH. I know, yeah, some of the characters. I don't really know like overarching story beats or anything, but I know the concept. I've seen enough episodes here and there that I know enough about the show and I could like loosely follow things. Right, right. So imagine my surprise, Hannah, when the finale 
is two and a half hours long yeah. for a show that normally airs at 30 minute episodes. Right. I um, genuinely did not know that. No, let me let me go into some background and I'll talk about sure. that a little bit more. So the show started in 1972. It went till 1983. It was 11 seasons and 256 episodes. Overall, it had an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. It was developed by Larry Gilbert. Um, it was an original spinoff series adapted from the 1970 feature film of the same title, MASH. The show changed writers in a lot of the show production directors changed over about halfway through the show um and at that point it's kind of when people said that the show started to like lose a bit of its like spark that it had in the first couple seasons and actually the show originally struggled in the first season was on the brink of being canceled but then season two got a better time slot and the show really picked up in viewership Uh, just an interesting note as the series was wrapping up a Brush fire destroyed most of the outdoor set, which they actually wrote into the finale episode with having, like, a fire so they could show why, like, this set was, like, charred. So this show was nominated for more than 100 Emmy Awards, uh, ended up winning 14 of those, and also uh, numerous other awards it was nominated for won. It's considered very highly to be one of the best TV shows of all time by multiple outlets, multiple lists. And this finale is considered to be one of the best finales of all time. Also one of the most watched finale of all time. Yeah, isn't it the most watched finale of all time? I have some notes on that. Technically, this considered a movie, it's two and a half hours long, is not technically was not the last thing filmed. They had an episode that was like considered the end episode, but this is like the wrapping up of all the stories yeah, right. right okay um so one thing i thought was interesting is that the producers when they made this show they did not want like a laugh track they didn't want to use one and then it was like they were kind of forced to use one but they said their one thing was like we under no circumstances will use a laugh track in any of the or operating scenes because it's like very Serious. offensive and right. like this was based off like the korean war right. and like they yeah. had a lot of input from actual doctors, surgeons right. in in the military and all that. So yeah. um, that was like their one thing. Like, we'll never use this in there. I'm pretty so sure. This, um, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm pretty sure Alan Alda, one of the main actors, was yes. in the Korean War. Like, was actually. Yeah, in, I think yeah, they, served. I think, I think I saw that. And like, they had a lot of. Um, like crew who did as well. They had a lot of crew yeah. and like people on the set who had like had been in it so they could get right. it as realistic as possible. Yeah. So this finale, titled Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, uh, it's two and a half hours long. It was the most watched television broadcast in American history from 1983 to 2010 until 2011 when the Super Bowl that year became the more watched. Still remains the most watched finale of any television series in history with 121.6 million viewers. Which, like, if you're comparing to these shows, the ones we're talking about where it's like, Five million, million, you know. Right. That's insane. Insane. Yeah. This show, there was so much anticipation with this finale that they sold 30-second commercial blocks for $450,000, which is now equivalent to $1.2 million. And that was more costly than Super Bowl ads for that year. 
So they were selling more costly TV ads for that than the Super Bowl that year. Which is crazy. Which the Super Bowl in America is considered like the most watched event of the year. So yeah, it's still the most watched finale um, of all time and still the most watched scripted series episode of all time. And honestly, it probably will never, that will probably never change. Especially with streaming and a lot of people don't watch live TV. I can't see that changing. Because especially like the amount of channels there were were very small. You know, especially in the 80s, you only had so many channels, whereas now there's streaming, there's cable, there's web series. Probably the most comparable thing from recent memory is Game of Thrones, I would say, in terms of just watching. But, like, even then, it's not 121 million people watching that finale, you know. In terms and watching of, it yeah, live. Watching and, it live. And, like, screens. Yeah. It's also hard to do screens. People watch, like, watch parties are a big thing now. So you could have, like... 30 people all watching on one device, you know? Like, I feel like you can't do metrics the same way you used to be able to. Yeah, yeah I don't see it ever being passed. I don't either. And I, um, there was, like, this rumor slash, like, mm-hmm. story that got started that this finale caused a plumbing mm-hmm. nightmare in New York because so many people were waiting till the end of the show to go to the bathroom. It was two and a half hours long that everyone went at the same time and, like, broke the plumbing system and that got told like on a radio show and people thought that was true but ended up being like a lie yeah, that's funny though but still that's hilarious um because yeah. obviously they didn't have you can't pause it you right. couldn't pause yeah. it like you can right. now and anyways summary when you sit down for the final episode of mash make sure you have plenty of snacks this movie length tv episode has all the drama and trauma that you would come to expect from this type of show if you're anything like me You'll spend the entire two and a half hours waiting for a helicopter crash that never happens and was perhaps a figment of my imagination. No, Hannah! Hannah! No, 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 Hannah. Yes. I was waiting for the helicopter crash. Okay, I, I did some research on this, Hannah. Because okay. I was like, no fucking way I've imagined yeah. a helicopter crash. So, Hannah, here's what happened. Because we've seen that episode. Yes. In my mind, that was the finale. There's an episode where a character gets on a helicopter and you get a radio report that their helicopter crashed. I think they were shot down and it crashed. What I learned, Hannah, is that is actually the finale of season three. Okay. When they wrote off one of the main characters and he dies in a helicopter crash. See, I was thinking it was the main doctor. Yeah. I thought because so at the was, end they get he in a was helicopter. a main doctor. The guy they wrote. Okay. I think the guy either wanted to leave the show or I'm not sure what happened. But so basically what happened, the story is, Hannah, is that the actors didn't know that the character was going to die. Like they okay. were not told that. That's why they like, that's why it's such a shocking thing is because like none of the actors were told that that character was going to be dead. So okay. you didn't imagine it. That did happen. Okay. Because I was like waiting. I was, and then at the end when they get in the helicopter, I was like, he's dead. Yeah, I was stunned, Hannah, when I watched this and there was no helicopter crash because I had the same thing. I was like, I know there's a helicopter crash. I know one of the main characters dies. And it turns out it happened seven seasons before this. (laughs) Because we watched it. I remember watching it with dad. And I was convinced that was the finale. In my head, that was the finale. That's why I didn't think it was two and a half hours long because I thought we had, yeah. That's wild that we both thought the same thing. Because I, I was so confused. I was like, where the fuck's the helicopter crash? Right show, different season. Wrong finale. Wrong okay. finale. Good to know I wasn't just completely Yeah, missing. no, that's wild. Because I had thought the exact same thing. I was so confused. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it was interesting how, like, a two and a half hour, like, movie, I didn't get, like, bored. Yeah. 
I felt like I was invested. I also felt like I liked that all the side stories worked well together. Yeah. I felt like they were, like, intermixed well. It was very, like, there was some very, like, heavy Heavy. stuff. Heavy stuff. Not necessarily expecting it. I think one of the reasons why MASH is so well regarded is because they tried to be very realistic in how they depicted a wartime medical unit because this isn't based on necessarily on soldiers and the actual war themselves it's like what is the aftermath what's going on with these people trying to save lives and working on you know soldiers and injured personnel i think it's well liked because it didn't they tried to be not super political but i think they have a pretty clear stance on like what are the horrors of war like what are the difficult things what are the the good and the bad, like very realistic. And so I think, especially in watching this finale, you've got your main, like arguably the main character is like having a mental breakdown over like a woman like suffocating her child, essentially, right? Like I think that's, that's yeah. what he witnessed. He he witnesses a woman suffocating yeah. her child so they won't get captured. So they won't get captured, yeah, yeah. which is horrific. And, I mean, a very understandable reason for to someone to break down witnessing that. And so I think that being, like, the main plot, one of the main plots is very heavy. But very, I'm sure, very realistic for real people's experiences. Yeah, I think it's interesting that this finale aired in 1983. And, like, I don't feel like PTSD and, like, a lot of that stuff was, like, widely talked about. Yeah. And I, it's, it's interesting that they were able to do, like, a whole show about this and a whole episode and, like, almost ahead of its time in that way. This also aired, or some a portion of it aired during the Vietnam War, which is very heavily, like, arguably a very anti-war period in America, where a lot of people's sentiments were that they were not happy. And or, they didn't approve of it. And they didn't the, approve of yeah. it. And, like, I also thought, like, especially the part with, like, there's, like, the musicians... Yeah. Who, like, come in, and then later, like, they're dead. They find their bodies, yeah. yeah. Which is, like, really, but, again, realistic. And, unfortunately, I'm sure what it was like. I have to imagine a lot of the reason it's as popular as it was in the finales as it was is because of, like, that that realism. I've heard a lot about this finale just because it's so well-known. It's so well-known, yeah. Uh, And a lot of people, if you've never seen MASH, you've heard of it just because it's, like, this well-known thing that MASH is, like, this hugely watched show, especially that finale. So, yeah, I think it was was heavy. It It was also funny. There's portions that were, yeah, funny portions that were, like, very sentimental, felt very sentimental. Yeah. And, like, you know. And I think for someone, both of us who haven't, followed the show who have seen episodes right. i could follow along yeah there were certain character things where i'm like i don't really know what this is but right. you feel like, like you could follow elements. along yeah well enough and you could get a good grasp on who the characters were it helps that they have two and a half hours to for sure to do that but um yeah i thought overall it was well done i was like it's definitely heavy did i want to sit and watch a two and a half hour movie as a no. finale maybe not I think we didn't realize that the finale was a movie, um, considering every other finale is less than an hour. I remember what happened is I clicked on Hulu. Yeah. And I was like, did I click on the wrong thing? Did I actually click on the movie? Yeah. And I realized I didn't, and I texted you and said, heads up, MASH is two and a half hours. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. I was like, oh, yikes. But yes. I mean, I think, because the thing is, like, it's basically like they said it's like the equivalent of like five episodes. 
I think it's very ambitious for 1980s. To just air it all together. To just be like, fuck it, we're making a movie. Like It obviously worked. Yeah, I mean, clearly. I think it works because it doesn't function like five independent episodes. It's like, all together. It's, all it's cohesive. cohesive. So I think it's better. I think that was the right decision as opposed to like having five episodes leading to a finale. Especially with... I can't remember his name, but the the doctor with the PTSD storyline. Haw- uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I yeah. think that really worked, having it one cohesive, because yeah. you're seeing, like, this course of, like, he thinks it's a chicken at first. Right. He keeps he thinking changed, she's, yeah. he basically, he killed, she killed a chicken, and then, yeah. Which that moment when it revealed it was a yeah, child was, like, I was, was like. Oh, it was chilling. That was, like, the yeah. most shocking. Yeah. It was, like, A moment, moment of the, of the sh- yeah. uh, show. I think in terms of, like, worth it, I would say probably. Yeah. I um, think so. The yeah. fact that 120... Says a lot. However many million people watched it says a lot. And especially cause since it's still considered one of the best finales right. of all time. And shows of all time. Yeah, and shows yeah. in general. Yeah. I think my favorite character was probably Hawkeye. I just thought Hawkeye he too. had a good um, arc. Yeah. arc. Yeah. I didn't really write any favorite moments, lines, besides the um, shocking... Yeah. Oh, the, also the shock that there was no plane crash. Yeah, for me, I know, right? I was shocked. <laughs> for me, well, it was for shocking. me, it was the shocking that he got on the helicopter and there was just rocks that said goodbye, and there wasn't, and there was no death. And it was like, yeah, because I was hyping myself I up. I kept being like, "Oh, they're getting, it's getting, something's happening, something's happening," and then nothing yeah. happened. And then nothing. And then it ended, like, and I was like, "Wait, yeah, what?" I, know. I was stunned, yeah. But truly yeah. stunned. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think overall it was pretty well done. I think that's hilarious that we both were anticipating this helicopter crash of a major character that never happened because it already happened in the show. I know. That's wild. Glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. Like, I remember watching that. I even remember saying... When we picked Mash, I was like, yeah. and you know what happens? And I know. We both and looked we, at and each we both other. were like, yeah, I know what And then happens. we didn't say anything. And then I was oh like, Oh my well. God, wild. Yeah. Should we go elsewhere should we go elsewhere to saint elsewhere hannah our final show our final show our mom has talked about the show before i was aware that it was a medical drama i knew denzel washington was in the show however he was not in the finale which i was like this is a slander i feel lied to i knew it was old i knew denzel washington that was like where he got his start was in the show right. basically but honestly i didn't know any characters i think i've ever seen an episode I'm the same. I knew very little yeah. about it. I've always seen it on TV show lists, uh, like mm-hmm. best shows and best finales. Um, I knew it was a medical show, and that was pretty much all I knew. Yeah. So very little. All right. So St. Elsewhere is an American medical drama that aired on NBC um, between 1982 to 1988. Um, it had six seasons and ran for 132 episodes. Basically, the general premise of the show is that you are following teaching doctors at a rundown Boston hospital, and they're basically like teaching interns and your basic medical procedural drama show. However, this show is said to have influenced a lot of the more modern medical shows such as ER, Chicago Hope, I think like Grey's Anatomy, like was a huge influence on how that show was done. It is well known for its large ensemble cast like an insanely large ensemble cast that I got gathered from the finale and a gritty, gritty, realistic drama. They covered a lot of like, perhaps I guess the right word is like controversial or taboo topics for the eighties. I mean, even the finale, they mentioned HIV AIDS is like, yeah, they had AIDS references. They had references already. 
The show had a surprisingly small but loyal audience is it never ranked higher than 47th place in terms of like show ratings um it never got any higher than 47th it was very strong though with the 18 to 49 age um demographic and gained critical acclaim it had 13 emmy awards tv guide ranked it at 20 out of the 50 greatest tv shows of all time it's known as like a Best drama as well of the 1980s. I think that's all I had. Sorry, my notes kind of blended together a little bit. So um, I think I think I couldn't really find a ton of the like ratings for like the finale itself. Um, I think it was watched, but it wasn't like a ton again because it had a relatively small audience for its run. I think it almost got canceled in its first season um, before it found its footing. One thing I'll just say in general is that I noticed I recognize so many actors just in the finale alone that I was like, oh, I recognize that person. I don't know what their name is, but I recognize them. So I think a lot of these actors and actresses in the show are like well-known actors and actresses like would continue, continue to go on to do more. My summary. I got a little smudged, so I'm going to do my best to uh, read it. <laughs> Starting with a plane crashing into a hospital... Reminiscent of Kyle Chandler exploding in Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> we follow an incredibly large ensemble cast at St. Elgius. The 80s, full of AIDS, mooning, casual racism, Cleveland slander, and old man death plague the hospital. In one of the wildest ends to a TV show of all time, we end with a small boy watching the snow of a snow globe. A snow globe, Hannah. Yeah. The hospital, symbolically or not, is inside a snow globe being watched by a small autistic boy. Yeah. Now, it's weird, Hannah, because I have actually heard this before, but I didn't know it was for the show. I've heard, like, you know, mentioned in reading things about, like, TV finales, like, about a, a show ending with it being a, in a snow globe. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I never, like, made the connection that this was that show until it was happening. And I'm like, oh my god, this is the snow globe! Um, yeah. The, the finale was unhinged, unhinged, wild, but weirdly, like... Good. I was, like, invested. Yeah. Easy to follow. Kind of. Yeah, There's a lot kind of characters, of. but I was I could hu follow a humongous cast. But this is what I was talking about when I said I could understand the emotional beats of this yes. finale. I really yes, felt them. exactly, and I felt the characters' connections, even though I didn't understand like how right. that came to be. Well, one Howie Mandel is in this. Yeah, I know. I said Howie Mandel with jeans. He's just a, a I think you know doctor with jeans on hanging out. Was Denzel Washington not in the finale? Because I wrote Denzel Washington question mark. I didn't see him. Oh, okay. Maybe he, like, made a brief appearance and I missed he might it. Have. But I didn't see him. Or maybe I just saw him in, um, like, the He was the in intro. the opening intro, okay. which I was wondering if maybe that was, like, every character who's ever been on the show was in they the intro. They just put everyone because it was That was end. a note I made because I was like, this yeah. seems like way more characters than we're seeing. Yes. Um, so I wondered that. But the chaos in this episode, Hannah. So you start with a plane crash. Like, a small plane crashes into the hospital. Mm -hmm. There's a man without any context who walks in and he's like, the last time you were in this office, you mooned me. Yeah. Which I was like, 
<laughs> yeah. Interesting. There is an AIDS plot where a man says, quote, I've been praying and I know God's healed me in response yes. to him maybe having AIDS. I wrote, man believes God healed him from AIDS. A doctor, Hannah. Keep in yes. mind this is a doctor saying right. this. A man who's brought in for chest pains talks about how he survived the Kool-Aid in Jamestown. Yeah. And then there's also just the subtle racism as well that I noticed. And right. I was like, huh. Again, it's the 80s, so yeah. I see. Also, Hannah, the Cleveland slander. <laughs> I wrote um, that lined out. Trading a metropolis like Boston for an economically depressed, architecturally devoid, culturally deprived Berg, Berg. like Cleveland is ludicrous. ludicrous. I loved it. But she also said the Midwest is beautiful. And I was like, you know what? We love but, someone uh, who can praise the Midwest and regardless, slander Cleveland. they moved to Cleveland. So it's fine. Yes. You know, but I was like, that is some Cleveland slander. Yeah. And I that line was like intense, intense hatred for Cleveland. Yeah. I just, I was like, whoa, that's wild. It, I can imagine if you had watched this show all the way through, it would have been really intense. Yeah. One of the doctors Especially dies. Exp- and I, I was like, wow. when they kept picking up the phone and they're like, no one's there, no one's there, what's going on? Yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, the man yeah. is dead. That was shocking. Yeah. When it saw, that was shocking to me. When I saw him walk in and I saw like a hand on the desk, I was like, oh, I was like, no, he's dead. And I don't even know this man. It was intense. It was very intense um, at times. And very heartfelt. Everything felt kind of wrapped up. Yeah. But I don't know because so storylines. But this one emotional moment that got me, Hannah, it was how Mandel and this other guy, I think we're both residents and both were done. So they're going to different locations. And there's these two other women who I'm not sure if they're nurses or maybe doctors, unclear, but they like have a like a heartfelt teary hug goodbye. And it was really emotional. And I was like, I don't even know who the fuck these people are. And I'm like, wow, if I like if I knew the characters, I probably would have been re- I probably would have cried, I yeah. imagine, you know? It's like the hundred we talked about. There was yeah. like no emotional. I don't know anything about the show. I don't know anything no. about these characters, but I was like, I'm feeling emotional multiple times. Multiple. Especially when they're doing the the man who mooned this other guy comes back, I assume, to lead the hospital and they're like given this heartfelt speech to like the entire cast basically i thought that was really moving there were a lot of scenes that i thought were like very well done um, i was definitely like invested yeah i thought i'm like if i was a fan of this show i think Mm -hmm. i would have been okay and happy with the ending i think so too i really can't do another medical show i just refuse so i wouldn't watch the show but i thought the finale yeah so i've seen about three seasons of seasons of er I think I've talked about this on the podcast where YouTube kept re- recommending me ER clips and then I finally started watching them and I watched about 200 ER clips and then I was like, well, I guess I should just watch the show then. And as I do with most shows, I got about three, binge watched maybe three seasons and then I got sick of it and then I just never picked it up again. But it's a big investment, like a medical show. Um, oh, for sure. Because it's very much a drama i mean even yeah. scrubs which i have seen all of scrubs while it's framed as a medical comedy it's still dramatic there's still yeah, a lot of medical people are dying right. and yeah yeah so i don't think i could watch the show no, um, especially because it's like you can tell it's aged um yeah. 
and certainly some things are not like for the modern audience yeah it's like Um, if i'm gonna if i'm gonna watch that type of show i'm i'm gonna watch Grey's anatomy or i'm gonna watch something current yeah there is um i was reading some things on wikipedia just because after i saw the snow globe thing i just kind of like was looking at a few things and i know that there are some episodes that are like regarded as like the best episodes of all time and there's one specifically they mentioned where they like go through the history of the hospital um and apparently that's regarded as like one of the best episodes of television ever so i might be curious to like look at episodes specific episodes just to kind of see just to see but yeah, like, I feel like if you watch the show, and especially because, like, this was kind of the medical drama. Like, this, is, time, this yeah. is what influenced the ERs, the Grey's Anatomies, the, right. like, all of these procedural medical shows. Like, this was kind of the crux of, like, the start of that. So I think it, it deserves a lot of recognition for being, like, a pioneer of that genre. Yeah. And it's like I like that the like the general premise is that it takes place in like a really rundown hospital. Right. Like it's they call it. I was reading something in my background. Like they call it Saint Elsewhere because you'd right. rather be elsewhere be than there. Else yeah, than there. than there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was interesting though. I think I did have a favorite character, Doctor Fiscus, which I think was. Is that Howie he, Mandel? I think he was one of the residents. Oh, it is Howie Mandel. Okay. Yeah. That was my favorite character. Okay. I would say the Howie Mandel character is probably also my favorite as I well. just, he seemed like a good guy and he had like an interesting story, I thought. Yeah. So. I thought so um, too. Yeah. And I thought the scene with the guy being dead was pretty shocking. Yeah. That was probably um, the biggest, well, I mean with the plane. Well, yeah. Just starting the finale and that not even being like a really relevant plot point. That was just like the beginning. That was just the beginning yeah. of the episode. That was pretty wild yeah. for me. And like you said, favorite scene was the one with the doctors and the nurses yeah. or whoever they were in the, yeah. the room because i did get emotional i did really part. like that yeah yeah i thought overall that was like well done yeah i thought it was a well done finale yeah yeah okay in terms of ranking the top four now yes i put number four actually as saying elsewhere i thought while it was interesting enough i did think it was a little dramatic i was like this is a lot i also felt like um I felt emotional connection to the characters, but I also felt like um, the story was just a bit confusing, especially the end with the snow globe. I was like, what does this mean? Um, There was a lot with the plane crash. There was like a man being chased down the hallway at one point. There was just a lot going on. And so I felt like maybe a little little cluttered at times. Yeah, I also put St. Elsewhere as number four. The emotional moments that did hit really hit. I really felt them. I think what you're saying is that especially because we have such a big ensemble cast, I think it's hard to give a proper send-off to everyone. I imagine that probably there were other kind of final scenes for certain characters maybe in the past couple episodes leading up to this one. So I think while it was well done, it it was pretty chaotic. And mm-hmm. there is this thing with a snow globe, like, right, like alternate life situation because like the doctor became a construction worker, right, and like the other doctor was his dad. It was it was very odd. Um, yeah, and I don't know if there's symbolism, leading up, like, yeah. or if there's like signs pointing to it right. earlier on. Like, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Right. So, but I, again, I don't think that like. S- the subversion necessarily makes it worse. I think it no. just is like interesting. It's just kind of something interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I thought it was um, of the best finales. I thought it was the 
I guess, worst of the best. I still thought it was, like, yeah, really solid, still good, though. yeah. But yeah. of the four, it was my least favorite. Yeah. Uh, number three, I went with M.A.S.H., mostly because I think it being two and a half hours, and I think it's one of those things where I did think it was really well done, but it was also, like, very heavy, and, like, it was hard to watch a two and a half hour finale of just all that, like, a lot of that heavy stuff, and... I felt like it was pretty good wrapping up storylines. Again, another big cast. I think it's hard to to give every character a proper send-off. But there were definitely, like, emotional moments and stuff like that. I just think maybe the time, having a, such a long finale, kind of put it down a little bit for me. Yeah, so honestly, the top three really could go in any order. Yeah. I had a really hard time picking. I put Friday Night Lights as number three. I think this is a really well-done finale. I think the character elements hit really hard. I think the focus being, you know, more on like Coach Taylor and Tammy and their relationship and family, I think was smart because that's like the crux, like the whole, that's what makes that show work. I liked a lot of the things they did with the characters I did know. I liked things that they did with characters that I'd never seen before. Um, I think it's a solid finale. I don't really necessarily have any issues with it. I think I just liked it slightly less than the other two. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. The top three, I think, were pretty interchangeable. Um, Number two, I went with Friday Night Lights. I think that, um, I agree. I think it it did a good job of wrapping up a lot of storylines, giving characters like this realistic ending. Uh, A lot of the characters I enjoyed watching, I felt like got their time and got their proper ending. I love Kyle Chandler and I love Connie Britton. I think the two of them on TV together, they're just like so, such good chemistry and so so real and so just like authentic and it's such a nice portrayal to see it's so refreshing to see that but yeah I just think it was well done and I I got I felt things because obviously I have emotional investment but I thought it was really well done yeah so number two I have Broad City I was surprised at how much I liked this finale I was able to understand the characters um their personalities their relationship and relationships without having any background knowledge. I thought that it was established, like I could establish those things in a finale, like a 20 to 30 minute finale, which I think is really impressive and really means it's really well done. To the point where I'm considering like, I wanna watch the show because I really liked the finale that much. I put number one as Broad City. I was shocked I put it as number one, but I think the fact that I knew, I knew Friday's finale was supposed to be really good. I knew Mash's finale was supposed to be really good. I wasn't expecting Broad City to be as good as it was. And I think that it just felt really relatable. It felt really funny yet emotional. I laughed a ton. I That's the most I've laughed on a TV episode in a long time, honestly. And I just thought the characters were really nice. I liked how it just focused on those two main characters. And I think by doing that, you get such a satisfactory ending for both of them. As opposed to focusing on a lot of like side characters, which they had like that end, uh, they had like that party scene, kind of wraps up those storylines. But I think a show like that, where it's you know that show's focus mostly on those two girls, um, is nice to see that they get like a whole wrapped up. And I liked what you said about like how they had multiple goodbyes because that is so realistic. And it just felt, mm-hmm. it felt funny, it felt simple, but it just felt like that was the one thing I watched and I was like, I want to watch the show immediately. It felt that very, was the only time it happened. It felt very genuine. Yeah. Genuine. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So I put it as number one. Um, yeah. So number one, I have MASH. I think for this show being in the 80s, 
on like serialized television that was like everything was the same. I think it's incredibly bold for them to be like, you know what, finale, two and a half hours long. Right. <laughs> um, and to like fully commit to that should be praised because again, this was 40 years ago. I think the things that worked really worked. I think the emotional beats are really intense and, you know, like emotional. Like I genuinely felt like chilled at times and I felt like very heartfelt. And I thought the character interactions were really well done. So I could like understand why one, this was the most watched finale of all time but also why this is regarded as, like, one of the best finales in general. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think any day those top, those three shows could change. Yeah, on honestly, those three were hard to, to rank. St. Elsewhere, I think, was good, but I, it definitely was a step down. Yeah. Um, we can just run through really quick. So yeah. my bottom four, I had number four, Dexter, number three, The Hundred, number two, How I Met Your Mother, number one, Bones. And then for my worst, I had number four, The Hundred, Dexter, Bones, and number one, I had How I Met Your Mother. And then for best, I had number four, St. Elsewhere, number three was MASH, number two, Friday Night Lights, number one, Broad City. And then for best, I had number four, St. Elsewhere, Friday Night Lights, Broad City, and number one, MASH. Yeah, so that was definitely interesting to do. Yeah, I'm glad we actually finally got it recorded because we've been trying to record this for months I think I do enjoy doing the pilots more. I agree. Because it's easier to kind of follow everything. But I think it was interesting to, especially to look at what are considered like best and worst finales. Yeah. And like just watching those. I think it was definitely interesting to do. I think it would be interesting if we each picked a show like maybe I've seen and Mm -hmm. you haven't seen and then a show you've seen and I haven't seen. And then we watch like, I don't know if we watch the pilot and the finale Right. And then talk about those. Like, maybe so yeah. you have the context of how the show starts and how the show ends. And I'm not just stealing this from um, I was gonna Dylan say, is in Trouble because I've they seen They do him. first and last. I've seen, yeah. yeah, I've seen that being done by multiple people. But I think that maybe there's a way to maybe make that a little more streamlined. Because I feel like, um, well, especially like with the hundred. Right. Like, there's, to have some knowledge have would be nice. something, yeah. To have some foundation for shows right. like that would probably be helpful. Pilots are easier to do, again, because they're catered towards trying to introduce Because someone. you're supposed to not you're know anything. You're supposed to not know in. anything, yeah. And you learn, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I was expecting chaos, and I feel like uh, we got that. <laughs> How would sure. you feel about, at some point, watching all these pilots? I think that's a possibility, right? Doing it in reverse order, like watching like, the finale like, and then watching the pilot. Like instead. watching all eight of these yeah. pilots and seeing how, if the ranking changes. Yeah. To have that added context. At some point, potentially. I think that's a, a possibility. It could be. Yeah. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we yeah. finally got it out. Uh, it's been a long time coming, literally. <laughs> yeah, months. Sneak peek for our next episode. Also an episode yeah. that has been a long time coming. And also the start of a new... A long new series, long series movies. We'll talk about it when the episode comes out. I'm probably gonna because we actually recorded it in October. Yeah, I think. But we we're gonna do, format it a little differently than right. we normally would, and we'll talk about that then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can follow us on social media. Our um, yeah. our three podcasts at gmail.com is our email. 
We're mm-hmm. Instagram. We're on Twitter for now still. We'll see if Twitter yes. implodes at some point, maybe. Yeah. We'll probably make a letterbox. So if you oh, yeah. have letterbox, we'll, I'll probably work on that at some point in the near yeah. future. If you have any thoughts, if you hated this format, if you liked it, if you have any thoughts on what you'd like to see us do in this like pilots, finales, t- television show right, format, context, yeah. um, we enjoy doing stuff like this, maybe not eight Especially because we're at it almost three hours recording time. Right. Yeah. Or if you have any ideas for the rest of the year, because we do have some openings. We, we have do. stuff planned, but we have some availability. We so. always have room for uh, random thoughts that pop in. We we save space for that. We or like to cater to the crowd. Yeah. Or suggestions people have. Yes. So. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's r, the number three, p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat. Or foods. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I wrote it down wrong. Oh, okay.